Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Okay, y'all forgive me if certain words come up. Y'all forgive me if certain words come out. I spent a lot of time watching Madea movies yesterday. I forgot how good they were. And I forgot about the lessons you learn in them. Mm. And then also, it, it some if you watch them right, it reminds you of who you are. It's like, dang. Sometimes I act like that. I ain't good enough to do that. <laughs> well, to, but to, okay, so today I want to talk to you guys about your intentions. Today, we're going to talk about creating your reality through your intention. Mm. Ooh, hot and good at the same time. Coffee. Creating your... Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. That was loud. I don't know if that was loud for y'all, but it dung, and I felt like somebody had a bell right next to my ear and went, boing. Okay. Today, we're going to start talking about crap. Crafting, I was trying to say crafting and creating at the same time. Crafting your reality through intention. One of the greatest things that I have learned is 
that we are, like we are the creators of our own lives. Like we, what we see in front of us is what we created. And it used to, they used to be so hard for me because I'm like, what you mean? What is in front of me? I created, I didn't create heartache. I didn't create pain. I didn't create death in my family. So who the hell created that? Well, I also had to realize that each, I'm not the only person creating my reality. Grace is creating her own reality. Jerome is creating his own reality. Prophet is creating his his own reality and so on and so forth. So I not only, not only can we create our own reality through our intentions, but we can take it to the next level when we appreciate and respect the fact that other people are creating their own realities through their intentions. So while I while we're going through this process, I just want y'all to remember in your minds, worry about yourself. Because and the reason being is because when you worry about, because during this process, you're gonna be doing stuff and then something will pop in your head. Oh, so that's what he was creating, or that's what she was creating. That's why this looks like this, and that's why this is this, and that's why this is that, and da 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 da. Well, yeah, but don't be judge, don't be judgmental about it. Like you can't judge somebody else's intentions somebody else's creation you only focus on yours and that's what I had to learn when it comes to crafting my reality and the first thing that I had to figure out is not only having emotional intelligence but embracing emotional priority not only did I have to the first thing I had to realize was emotional intelligence but embracing emotional priority we we do not prioritize our emotions something hits us and we'd be like mm, nah, okay that hurt my feelings but i'm just gonna push it down that hurt my feelings i'm just gonna slide it to the left that broke my heart. I'm just going to toss it over my shoulder. We don't actually give our emotions priority. And if you pay attention to Antonio's teachings, thoughts plus emotion equals creation. And you don't create one grape when you plant a grape seed. A whole daggone vine of them suckers come out. So we're going to talk about embracing emotional priority because our thoughts do enough. We 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 understand change self talk. We understand, you know, work on how we talk to ourselves and others the words that are coming to my life life and death lies in the power of the tongue well when you add emotion to the life and the death that's in the power of your tongue you can 
kill your life and you can kill your dreams or you can boost your life and create your dreams. So the first thing that I want to bring to y'all is just the concept of crafting your reality through intention and embracing emotional priority. See, it's deeply rooted in various spiritual and philosophical beliefs across cultures and time periods. Cultures and time periods. So I'm not coming to you with something that I just created out of thin air. No, if I was that damn good, we wouldn't be on this call. Okay. <laughs> I, that would have been a philosophy for the lifetimes. <laughs> but the the ideologies, the beliefs, they share a common thread of recognizing the connection between our internal states and the external world. our internal states and the external world. So I want to ask everyone a question. Who has actually paid attention to your external world during an internal situation? Let's say you're focused. Okay. Can you give us give us an example, Grace? Yeah. Uh Yesterday. Oh, recent. Yeah. <laughs> something uh something happened yesterday. It wasn't major. And I got upset about it. And it, I was upset for too long. Longer than I should have been. Shouldn't have been upset at all, really. But I was upset about it. <laughs> and it it you know how if you get upset about something, your mind will go down a rabbit hole. Man, if I would have did this, then this wouldn't happen. This wouldn't happen. And I kept getting more upset and more upset and more upset. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, I just, and I didn't, you know, once you have an emotion, your body starts to feel that emotion. And I didn't like the way my body was feeling. And then I just was on Facebook and I looked at a video and it was really inspirational. It was really good. And it lifted, it lifted it, you know, and I was, it lifted me that emo, that anchor, you know, out of that, um, out of where I was. And then this morning, cause I didn't, I didn't wake up angry any, you know, I didn't wake up angry. I, I didn't go to sleep with the same emotion. So it, it, it was just, I, the reality that was in front of me, I didn't like. <laughs> and I, so I just kept, it, the anger just kept kind of boiling up. But listening this morning, uh, Antonio's latest, what's it called? Meditation. Thank you. <laughs> it's meditation. But he said, it, it's okay, okay, okay. Jesus really must want me to, to hear about this today, okay? Because this topic is the third time I've heard this this morning. First with his meditation that he just did. And then Joe Dispenza, he said in 20 minutes what Antonio said in seven minutes in a seven minute meditation. And now here you come. Okay. With this, we create our own reality. It's saying the same stuff. I said, oh, okay. Okay, Jesus, I'm listening. So 
So yeah, yeah. So it's one of those. All right, all right. Yeah. So, to Grace, these be one of the moments. If I if I get it like you just got it like the three times back to back. Okay, ancestors, fine. Because I know that's God popping me in the back of my head or my granny in the back of my head. Like I told you, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm listening now. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> From seven minutes to 20 minutes to two hours. <laughs> you said you're going to get it on one of these times. I, you, okay. You're going to get it. One of these. Okay. One of okay. these going to land on some yeah. fertile soil. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I thank you for your transparency because that is that is a wonderful example because whatever triggered you you saw something in your reality that you was like oh hell no got me all the way and (laughs) the emotions followed that but you also correlated your emotions your emotional response with a physical reaction that's creation. Your thoughts plus the passivity of the emotion created a physical reaction in body. And that is exactly how emotions work. That's why you have to give your emotions priority because we are out here creating stuff. And we are out here piling on all of this creation not realizing that the more we the stronger we feel about it the stronger the creation so you out here create the first the first thing that i want any and everybody to understand that is free will is our pencil and our life is the drawing board And if I would have known this when I was back in like elementary school, when I still had that brain of a kid, and you told me life is a coloring book and I can just draw and color and create however the hell I want to and and I get the life I want? Oh, come on. So I'm going to share that with y'all as well. Like, take... We're talking about creating your reality through your intentions. And and the first part of that is embracing emotional priority. Put your, check your emotions, give your emotions priority. Don't just, don't just brush them backwards. Don't just put them to the side. Don't just sweep them under the rug. Don't just put them in the closet with the other skeletons. No. Because all it's going to do is resurface over and over and over again. And every time you feel that emotion that's attached to that thought, you're going to create more of it. So just like Grace, I've it wasn't yesterday, but... I've, <laughs> I have always been that person that once I put my mind to something, I always get it. Always as a kid growing up. And when I got older, 
is when I realized that works both ways. Go ahead, Uncle Romero. I finished my story. I, please go ahead. I want to Um, This happened yesterday. Me and Alice went on an appointment. We finished the appointment. We were riding back home in the car at rush hour, first day of school. Mm -mm. It was a lot of fun. <sighs> and then I get a phone call from Bank of America saying, telling me that my car note is behind. But I received a phone call two months ago telling me that my car note was behind. And I was asked, you know, that, hey, we can we can repossess your car, blase, blase, blase. Mr. Ray, what are you going to do? And I politely told them what I was going to do to remedy this problem. Now it's two months later. I'm getting a phone call, and I could tell from the sound of the voice, this was the same guy I talked to two months ago. And he was repeating the same thing. You know, this, this call is being recorded, um, you know, uh, for collecting uh, like a dad, blah, 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 blah. So he went through all that. And when he called me the first time, he said I was 80-some days behind. Now I'm 40-some days behind. Because what I told him I was going to do, I did. Right? And I basically said, over the next two months, uh, I'm going to pay extra. And then hopefully after that, I may only have a little bit left, and I'll be caught up. Right? So now he's saying the same thing to me he said two months ago. As if I hadn't said anything two months ago. So I said to him, I said, sir, if you look at my file, which should be in front of you, you will notice that in the month of July, I paid you $1,000. In the beginning of the month and at the middle of the month, I paid you $500. In the beginning of August, I paid you $1,000. And at the middle of the month, I paid you $500. Okay? I says, and I told you that in September, I'm going to do the same thing. And there might be two or three hundred dollars left that I owe you to catch up. Still owe you the regular payment. So, so I said to him, "So, why are you calling me? Well, I'm calling to collect the debt." I said, "Excuse me. If you look at my record, my record shows you." Hey, Secret to Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because ner the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a, you know, a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real life cheat code, seriously, like a real life cheat code. And then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merit Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. 
that when you called me the first time and doing your JJ, because you should expect calls like this because you're behind. And I said, yes. And I told you what I was going to do. And I've done what I said I'm going to do. And I says, so I says, so I don't like the tone of your voice. I don't like the way you're approaching me because I've done what I said I was going to do. You're talking to me as if I hadn't done anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that, this is my job and blah, 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 like that. And, uh, and I said, well, sir, I don't like the tone of your voice. I don't like the way you're speaking to me like that. Well, I'm sorry, but blah, 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 like that. I said, sir, regardless of what your job is, you, you need to exercise customer service. I spent 20 years in the military in customer service. After I got out, I've been cutting customer service. So even someone who is delinquent, even someone who's behind, deserves customer service. And I don't like the tone of your voice. I don't like the way you're You're treating me as if I've done nothing. And the fact that I've done something should count for something. And the tone of your voice and how you're talking to me should reflect that. Well, as I said, sir, I'm sorry, but I'm just doing my job. I say, well, sir, let me tell you something. To me, you're being a smart ass. Okay. And I says, and because I've been in customer service, I know how to deal with customer service. For example, if I don't like the way that you're treating me, I say, there are people that you work for, like the, the leaders of Bank of America. And I know how to reach out to them and let them know how to, as a matter of fact, sir, I says, number one, the way you're acting right now, maybe that money that I owe to these other companies out here, maybe I'll take that money Instead of giving you as much as I've been giving you, I'll give it to other bills I've had. Because I told you, since COVID, I haven't worked. I'm a caregiver. I'm on a fixed income. So I have to determine who I pay my money to. Based on your attitude, you know, maybe I would give it to somebody else. Because that's the way you're treating me. Then he made some other little comment. I say, there you go being a smart ass again, sir. <laughs> so when I threatened him about going over his head, his whole demeanor and attitude changed. Hmm. It did. And you know I enjoyed it 100%. I enjoyed it. I, I did. And blah, 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 like that. And then I says, now, sir, is there anything else I can do for you today? Come <laughs> on. And he, he did not. I says, well, goodbye. <laughs> Click. Yeah. So, but I enjoyed that immensely. Because although it was awkward, although it was uncomfortable, I knew it was important for me to confront it, but not allow you see you're talking about, but not allowing my emotions to take it over to the point where it becomes detrimental, you know, especially for me, because I'm the one that's dealing with this like that. And I'm sitting there going, Jerome, have you done the right thing? Have you did what you said you were gonna do? Yeah. Then you then you're cool. So if someone is doing something to throw that off. You owe it to them. And I told them, I said, I owe it to you to let you know how you're making me feel in the process of doing your job. Your job is to collect that money. And you're asking me, are you going to pay this debt on the on the 1000 on the first? Are you going to pay uh, uh, 500 on the 15th? I said, sir, I told you two months ago what I was going to do. And I plan to continue to do what I do. And I got a two-month track record to show you that I do what I say I'm going to do. So what do you want from me? I already told you that. And I've already proven to you that I've got a track record since we talked. So 
but uh, he wants me to say, you're going to give me, a, I'm going to give you a thousand on the first. I'm going to give you 515. I already told you that. So why are you talking down to me? Why are you talking to me like I'm a dirtbag? I don't like the way you are talking to me. That's part of your job as well, sir. And I always say, sir, hello, but I ain't got to like that. Sir, you're being a smart ass. Stop it. You would think. And then when I talked about it, going to his boss, I said, oh, oh, I forgot to put this in there. When I finally got irritated with him, I said, excuse me, sir, is this call being recorded? He said, yes, I said in the beginning. I said, good, because I hope that somebody else will listen to this call. Because I'm going to tell you, when I go over your head, I tell the whole story. I tell your part and my part. That's how I roll. You would think Roman Rome owed him money. The way he was, <laughs> the way he was talking to him. Like, what are you doing? He's a, they take their job so seriously. We're not going to have that. And I also told him that the way you're treating me, that once I've caught this up and paid this car off, I'm probably going to buy another car. Guess what bank will not do my financing under any circumstances, under any conditions? Bank of America. It will not happen. Hello. So he, so he needs to know, well, how did I get this car to begin with? Now, because of trauma, because of the, the hardship, I got behind. I'm catching up. Get back up on my feet. I want another car. That's where you come in, sir. Duh. Don't mess with me. So yeah, I enjoyed that. And then, and here's what really, here's what really blessed me. I'm in the car. After I bit him, right? Allison right next to me. She looked at me. She said, give me a kiss. Mm. So she liked. So she liked the way. Uh, you handle me. Come on. I said, I say, that's what I'm talking about. Come on, Auntie Allison. Give me hey, Come on. Hey. <laughs> I say, that's what I'm talking about. And but it but it really made a difference about whether we give up that control, whether we give up our um our person in a mm. given situation. Because it that costs too much sometimes. And so when you were saying earlier about us throwing it over our shoulder or putting it in the closet, no, you need to deal with that because it's going to come up again. Yes. If not from the phone call, it'll come up from within me. Mm -hmm. And if I haven't dealt with that situation appropriately, then that's something else I'm going to have to deal with later. So, boom. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. Being Grace was talking about her little story yesterday. That happened yesterday. No, I said, hey. Thank you both for sharing. Y'all had some interesting days yesterday. Mm -hmm. I've just, I've. I understand so much. You know how over time seeds are dropped here and there. And you can't, as Antonio has said, that he repeated from somebody else, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect the dots going backwards. Well, I've been putting all this stuff together, Uncle Romy Rome. And I've been connecting the dots going backwards. And I realized that my entire life, I have been creating, but I never embraced emotional priority because I didn't know. I didn't know that the stronger I felt about something, I started creating it with intention. You know, 
when I sit here and say, yeah, I was one of those kids who had, had everything I wanted and needed. Like what elementary student needs an entire stereo system with a five disc DVD change, CD changer, two, two tape deck? Like what elementary student needs that? But I wanted it. I put my emotions behind it and I got what I wanted, whether my parents quote unquote spoiled me or not. I still got everything I wanted. I, I I remember wanting to become a singer. And I had a conversation with my grandfather. I said, would you fund my singing career? Like this, this is what I asked him. And my mom said, go ask him. He'll tell you yes before he tells me yes. And you know, I was the granddaughter of the favorite grand of the favorite daughter. So you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but not knowing I didn't and then he told me go ask my uncle because my uncle started a label and I didn't know this but my uncle told me it's a hard industry to get into you don't want to do that and this and this and that and that if I would have embraced my emotion if I would have taken emotional priority that wouldn't have hurt my feelings that wouldn't have stopped me from creating that reality. But all I knew was no. Like, all he told me was no. So when it comes to creating your reality through your intentions, that is a thought plus emotions equals equ equals creation equation. Ooh, try saying that seven times fast. <laughs> Thoughts plus emotions equals creations equation. So what I've started to learn how to do is the first thing that I do, and I've told y'all this before, is I give it, when that emo, now that I'm older and now that I have a better understanding, I'm wiser and with wisdom comes action. Wisdom is action. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. I have learned these things too. Man, wisdom is experience. Knowledge is go read a book. <laughs> now that I have wisdom, <laughs> Uncle Romy Rome, I understand some things. Oh, uh, hold on. Give me one second. This is the mister. Yes, sir. You are in the call this morning. What's going on? Hello? Yeah. No, no, no. Everybody can't hear you, but you are a part of the call now. Would you like for me to put you on speaker? <laughs> Grace shaking her head, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Go out there and, and, and stroke that golf, them golf clubs. Leave us alone. <laughs> he said hello, everyone. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right, kind of lost my train of thought, but I'm gonna get back on it. Oh, I was talking about wisdom and knowledge. Okay, and I have I have become more wiser with wisdom, um, and I have realized that all of this time I have been creating both. I've created everything I've wanted, but blamed the outside world for the things that I didn't want, but I created everything I wanted. 
if that makes sense. Go ahead, Uncle Roman Rowe. Oh, what I just told you happened yesterday? Mm -hmm. That wasn't the only thing that happened yesterday. Okay. You're talking about creation. Later on that evening, when it's time to go to bed, I got a couple of interesting phone calls. And they were good phone calls. But one of them was from my nieces, the one Sam house, her son, he's 18. That boy, that boy piece of work, okay? So he had me, he had me, he had me going. <laughs> but the thing about it was, I was enjoying our exchange because he was saying some things to me that I didn't particularly like because of it, that, but that's his nature. So he needs to be himself. I don't have to like it. And I don't, and I don't need to judge it or correct it, you know, and, and because it's him, you, you do you, but he knows that's not me. Okay. Cause like he, he, he's 18, you know, Merle, you can smoke weed now, you know? So now he's, he's smoking weed. You know, well, for what? But I don't oh, know. No, I ain't going there. You see what I'm saying? So uh, I ain't going. I ain't going to the bar get no liquor because I don't drink. See, but but the point was we had we had a really good exchange. The next thing I know, um, something happened. He's Uncle Joe. Uh, this happened and blah 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 blah. And I walked him through it with with my little the way I do things. But I said, Jerome, you can't tell him. He's got to figure it out. And he did. And blah, 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 blah. Blew me away. Just blew me away. And I told him, I said, dude, I says, my job is to be the example. My job is to share things with you, not to tell you what to do. Because you can't be your own man if I'm the one that's telling you. And you need to go into being your own man. So I gave him a good example that a week ago, I heard him talking to his mom. She was talking to me. And he, I said, you were, he needed some money yesterday. He didn't ask me for the money. But he needed some. Then I said to him, you, when you talk to your mother, you use the cuss word. I said, you either said ass or or, or, or fuck, you know. One of I said, I don't remember, I don't remember what the word was. And I said, but here's the deal. I says, in my opinion, you shouldn't have been using either. She's not your friend. She's not your buddy. She your mama. Do you hear me? I would never use that terminology when I'm talking. You didn't you didn't direct it at her. You were using that profanity to explain something unacceptable. And I just had to, and I say, and I didn't say anything to her, and I didn't say anything to you at the time, but I should have talked to you sooner. And I says, and I'm telling you right now, I didn't like that. And if I didn't care about you, I wouldn't be telling you this now. And you can do it again, but you need to know as one who cares about you. And it wasn't looking out for you. I don't like that because I'm gonna tell you what happened. Because you know, you I, I told you I'm doing some things, and and I said, and you're on my list as one of the people I'm gonna reach out to. Guess where you moved on my list to the bottom? See, do you hear me? You moved on the bottom of my list. Now that's messing with your money. What's coming out of your mouth? So you need to watch what's coming out of your mouth when you round me. Hell. <laughs> And I'm sharing this with him. And then here was, and I didn't, and I didn't know how big this was. Then after I chewed his butt out, I sent him the money he needed that he asked for, and I sent him some extra money. His mother had called him and blah, 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 surrounding the situation. And she said, Uncle Jerome helped me out. She was ticked because I'm always helping him. He said, Uncle Jerome, you need to call my mother. You need to text my mother. I said, I will. 
you need to tell how much you sent them. I said, I won't. Because <laughs> that's between me and you. And when I got off of the call with him, I text her and told her that we talked. And, 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 I, and I says, and uh, I says, and I bit his butt because of the profanity he used with you. And then I sent him some money to help him out because I was showing him that my love for him is unconditional. Even when he screws up, I'm still going to love him and I'm still going to help him because I'm trying to show him how to be a man. Boom. She texts me back. Thank you so much. Then I took a copy of the message I sent to him and sent it to, to her and sent it to him. I said, don't, don't, don't get used to this because he was so afraid that she was going to get mad because I gave him extra money. But I, I let him see, I ain't going to tell her how much money I gave, I gave you because that ain't none of her business. I did what I did for me. And boom. And I went, whoa. I wouldn't expect any of this to happen. So I went to sleep. Woke up at 4 o'clock this morning. Guess what happened? My creative juices started working. Pop, 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 pop. Then I remember there's a young lady here in Baltimore who I was messing with her a couple years ago about turning my book into either a play or a movie. And I said, Jerome, it needs to be a movie and blah, 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 blah. So I got to get with her because she's the one to do it. And I said, shoot, we can go down to Tyler Perry Studio. And I, I don't know Tyler Perry, but I know somebody do, okay? And blah, 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 blah. But we need to turn that Fixing the Broken into a movie. And I'm sitting there going, because I was trying to go back to sleep. Couldn't go back to sleep because them creative juices. So the other part of what you're talking about, Deanna, is when you address that, those things that try to interfere with you, you leave room for creativity. You leave room for positivity. You, you leave room for other things to come in so you can be executing. Because I told Deanna, I told him about the call with you and Antonio on Friday. I told him about another, I told him about two other phone calls that were positive as well. And I said to him, I say, right now, and I say, this happened to me in the last two months, four calls I've had that told me down the road, maybe by the end of this year, going to next year, everything's going to blow up for me. I told him, you need to be in the room. You don't have to necessarily be at the table. You don't have to necessarily be on the stage. But I said, but Isaiah, you need to be in the room because if you're in the room, you can at least get some of the residue. And I'm mm. telling you, it'll be good enough. Do you hear me? Like that woman who said, no. Lord, I'm going to get the crumbs that fall from the table. I say, you need to be in the room. If you ain't in the room, come on now. He said, Uncle Jerome, Uncle Jerome. And I felt so good because I said, this is what I did with those kids in New York. And I think that's why the movie thing came up because I was doing to him individually what I did with those kids when I was in New York because I said, he's 18, he's coming into manhood and, and he's got a lot of, he, he he's, he's all over the place. So I'm I'm trying to put him in a position where he's got. I said you got to think outside the box. I said you got. I said you got to look at the big picture. I said everything that comes to you, you got to think before you act. That little extra money I sent you, instead of you just say, "Oh, let me, let me, let you know, let me go get some weed, let me go get some food." Well, I wasn't counting on this. What can I do? Blah, blah, blah. And then you call me two days later. You call me, Uncle Jerome. That little extra you gave me. Guess what I did? Blah 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 blah. Hello. I said, that's what I need you to be doing because that lets me know I can give you some more to help mm. you get going. But if you don't be a good steward, then I need to keep mine and take care of me. Hello. 
touch. I just want to share that too. No, thank you for sharing it because it you brought up a point, which is an absolutely amazing point. And it it triggers a story that I once heard Steve Harvey tell. So Steve, Steve Harvey hit a down point in his life where he had moved back home with his parents. And he had a car out in the driveway. In the driveway, yeah. I, I heard this go. Go and tell that story. And he had a car sitting out in the driveway up on center blocks. And he was catching rides back and forth to work. Cause, and every time, every time he got paid, you know, he went, his mother, his support system, his backbone, you know, how most black mothers are. You know, so he would go into his mom and be like, hey, mama, you know, I got my paycheck. I'm getting closer to get my new car. And she would always respond. That's good, baby. That's good. But you still got your old car in the driveway. And he'd be like, yeah, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it, you know. And he got the next week because he was getting paid weekly. He got his next check. He came in. Hey, look, mom, I'm getting closer to get my car. She's like, I know, baby. And I'm so proud of you, but you still got your old car in the driveway. He was like, I know, mama, I know, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. You know, and this carried on for like a few weeks. And it started weighing on him because he thinking, you know, my mama not supporting me. You know, she she down in my dreams. You know, she don't think I'm ever get this new car. And so the last, so one day he said, mom, you know, I got my check today. One step closer to getting my car. And she was like, you know, I know, baby. I know but you still got your old driveway in the car. And he was like, mama, he's like, why you keep reminding me about the old car? You know, I, I keep telling y'all, I keep coming in here with good news. I'm finna buy a new car. And you, and you just keep reminding me about the old car. She said, baby, I love you. And you can do anything. And I'm probably paraphrasing, missing things. But she told him, she said, but how you going bring a new car in when the old car is sitting where you would put the new car. And he thought about that for a second and it settled in. So he went out. He had one of his homeboys who used to work for him come tow the car. So he got the car towed. He removed the center blocks that the car was sitting on top of. He got all the debris that had blown underneath the car from all this time, you know, and he cleaned that up, you know, styrofoam cups floating everywhere. You know, he had an oil stain. So, you know, he went to go get the kitty litter or whatever they use because, you know, down south we use kitty litter (laughs) to soak up the earl off the sidewalk. (laughs) And he did that. He cleaned the sidewalk and the sidewalk was clean. I mean, the, the driveway was clean. There was no cars. It looked like a, it looked like a brand new spot. And I think, like he said, two weeks later, he had a new car. I need he, made, he made room for the new car. He made room for the new car. I need you to understand when it comes to your emotions and making your emotions priority, you need to make room for the new emotions. You need to clean out your driveway of the emotions that are not serving you and make room for the new emotions. But you can't do that if you don't prioritize your emotions. See, if he wasn't listening to his mom, he wouldn't have heard his mom say, baby, I love you. 
But in order for you to have new emotions, you need to get rid of the junk that's in the driveway. So Grace, get rid of the junk that's in your driveway to make room for your new emotions. So when it comes to you intentionally creating, you create what you desire. Because if you creating based on junk in your driveway, all you're going to get is junk in your life. Go ahead, Trinace. Yeah, let's look her camera off. So that means she's she's sneaking. Go ahead, Trinace. That goes back to what Auntie J used to tell me when I would be wanting something bigger or something better or something new. Clear your closet out. Release stuff. God can't give you anything new if you're holding on to old stuff. Come on. Thought, thoughts plus emotions equal creation. So if you think you can get 346,800,000 annually net, not gross, but net annually, I'm trying to have that after taxes. That's the thought. The thought is still there. But if I got junk emotions in my driveway, guess what my creation going to be? But if I clean out the junk in my driveway and make room for some new emotions, I can get that 346800000 net annually. I'm not going to forget that number, Uncle Romero. <laughs> I could do some damage around the world with that number. I become the global class at this point. I'm going to have you back too, girl. Tell you about what you talking about. We gonna be we gonna be on the same on the same plane, Africa. What you talking about? And then the Kenyan president opened up uh, free visas for all Black Americans. <laughs> he said, "Come through, come through, my sister, come through, my brother, come on home. It's okay. We ain't gonna charge you to come home. So you know, I'm gonna be on the on the plane in Kenya. Don't play with me. <laughs> Shoot, go ahead, your nice. She would tell me that every time I would start working on something new. So when I started working on a new book, she'd say, well, we could, it's time for us to have the conversation, but we would always have that conversation every time I would work on something new. And I miss her being around because she was always the one who would be like, all right, girl, get it together. You didn't do you didn't clear out something, did you? Mm. Come on. She sounded like my 80 Nola. <laughs> my dad's youngest sister. That's what she sounded like. My 80 Nola. She come at you straight. The reason why I am the parent I am today is because my aunt told me when I was a kid, when you start having kids, remember your childhood. That's why half the beatdowns Dawn should have gotten, he ain't get. Half the beatdowns he should have got, he ain't get. Because all it would have been was me beating myself out of him, and I refuse to do that. I refuse to do that. She made me check my emotions. When I was a child, before I had a child, and that 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 stuck with me even to today. 
So I understand them kind of aunties. Go ahead, Prophet. Hello, it's me. Um, oh, Queen. Hey. Um, you know, every every year, every year, growing growing up, we will always go through our clothes. We will go through everything in our house and be like. This ain't gonna this this not working for us, so we're gonna go ahead and give it away. And I think in and it's and it's keep it I still do it even even now because there's there in order for us to embrace the new, we gotta let we gotta let the old stuff go because I was telling my pastor the other day, I said, Well, what 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 gets us here is gonna get us there, and what gets us over here is not it's not even gonna apply. So um <laughs> it's it's crazy how sometimes how sometimes people can be like, well yeah, I want I want I want this, but they still they still holding on to the old stuff and it don't even apply no more. It don't even apply. It's it's like it becomes a broken record all the time, and it is it's just it's just GP all the time, you know what I'm saying? And sorry for anybody that doesn't know, it's general purposes, just it's just status quo all the time. But it's um you know what I'm saying we we trying to going to be new wine and we have to continue to be new bottles mm. because I don't like nothing stank. That's just me. I don't like nothing stank. If it's going to be stank, at least it's going to be fresh stank. Don't be giving me some old stank because that's not even cool. Um, so it's, it's, we have to really understand what we are doing here in this, in this walk, in this life. Because did you say stank? You, you said stank, right? I did. I said, okay, just want to make sure. Because I just had to say how how however way however way it was just coming out. That's just what I did. <laughs> just come right out now. <laughs> it's all because of you guys. It's all y'all fault. But um it's it's we can't that that's the problem. Too too many, you know, too many people be like, Well, you know, I want this, but they still holding on to the old stuff. And because that old stuff is the security blanket. And you fool around and <laughs> God be trying to rip up that 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 security blanket, but you over here still to trying it. to hold on to it, and th that that requires a a lot of maturity because I realized there was some stuff that I was holding on to that God was like, "Well, Renee, if you would just let it go, then I could do that." Twenty thousand a month that, that that you've been saying, but I'm over here still still trying to hold on to a to a job that's that's only trying trying to pay eleven dollars, and I'm like, for what? What's the what's the point of me having some of these goals when I'm too busy trying to hold on to what is not even working for a sister? So it's it it gives us that self check because. How much? How much old stuff are we all still carrying around when new is here? And we be talking like I know I be talking like new, 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 everything new, new, new. I be like, yep, 
I'm ready to go. I'm like, yes, give me the new, but I'm still sometimes holding on to this stuff. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get the new if I'm still holding on to the old stuff? Sometimes we gotta go ahead and do a a garage sale on that on that old stuff and bless somebody else so we can truly embrace the new. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you for sharing. And look, don't do a garage sale. Don't sell it to somebody else. Go out there and have a big old, uh, uh, what they call Big old fires? But a bonfire? bonfire. Yeah. Don't go sell it to somebody else. Just have a bonfire with it and and release that energy. (laughs) Go ahead. Baby burn. (laughs) Go ahead, Trinae. Uh-oh. Can you unmute? Are you hot? <laughs> well, until she's able to unmute. What? What? Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, management at the window. Mm, yeah. Hello. <laughs> What I have learned over the years is when I, because, okay, so when I used to say, because I, I used to say, when you have a vivid imagination and da 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 blah, 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 but I never paid attention to the emotions attached to the imagination. So my imagination can consist of a few different things, but whatever I put the most emotion behind when it comes to my quote unquote imagination, I actually create and make my reality. So every relationship that I've ever been in where my emotions, where my feelings were hurt, somewhere along the line, I created getting my feelings hurt in this relationship because I probably felt I wasn't enough in this relationship or I wasn't the actually I ain't gonna say I probably felt I can tell you exactly what I felt I felt like I wasn't enough in the relationship I wasn't his choice I'm the friend I'm the friend with benefits only I'll never be the girlfriend I'm the one that they come to after they fool around with me and they come to me talking to me about another girl that they like and how to get with it like these are actual situations that have happened to me okay these are actually like I'm not just telling y'all some random no these are situations that go ahead Trinace. that's me we can't give stuff away we can't release stuff and we stay stuck in like situations like that because of scarcity we were raised to not share and then we were raised to be sacrificial and when you're raised to be sacrificial you're always sacrificing yourself for other people's benefits and then when you get something of your own you don't want to release it because you don't know when you're going to get something good like that again exactly. all right i'm gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's exact. That's it. And that's actually in the untethered soul. Like that's that that scarcity programming is real. That's and it's actually in the untethered soul because not only in the untethered soul, not only does it tell you to release the negative energy, because all it does is it just keeps cycling inside of you. But we do the same to positive energy. Because something so good comes to us, we're afraid we'll never feel this emotion again. So we want to hold on to this emotion and we just let it cycle through us and we never make room for the bigger and better emotions to come. 
because we're still holding on to, oh my goodness, but he made me so happy. And we're still holding on to, he made me so happy. We can't release that. So the other, he can make us happier. Or we're so stuck on, she broke my heart and she broke my heart so much to where because I can't let it go. Oh, well, she's with me, but she gonna break my heart too. So I'm gonna just go ahead and just beat it to the punchline. Like these things happen. So with both positive, with both what we consider positive and negative emotions, we do the same exact thing, not realizing that the laws of the universe are not biased. Whatever you put your emotion towards is what you gonna get. So if you're just, if you're constantly in a state of nervousness, all you're going to get is more nervousness. If you're in a constant state of, my life is always going to be this way, shit, your life is always going to be that way. I mean, just saying, <laughs> that's just life. Like that it, but the more I paid attention to the laws of the universe, the when I realized them suckers, that's not the word I want to use, but I'm I, I can't uh, <laughs> shoot them hoes work simultaneously, okay? <laughs> that's what I want to say. <laughs> when I figured that part out, I was like, wait a minute. So I got the law of attraction, the law of reaping and sowing, and the law of compensation. I got this law and that law and this law and that law and this law and all of these laws, like 25,000 laws working at the exact same damn time based on one emotion, one thought that I've attached a strong emotion to, and that's what I created. Man, let me tell you something. It make you want to tell yourself, stop feeling shit, okay? It, <laughs> because you'd be like, wait a minute, that's too much. That's too much. Don't put too much. Like, I catch myself. It, it puts me in a position now where when, hello, my name is Deanna and I'm a recovering negative, negative conversation person in my head. Hello, um, Deanna. <laughs> hi. Like, I'm, I, shh, shh. look, the conversations hey, in my Deanna. head. Yes, go ahead. Hey, Ibrahim. Hey, go ahead. I'll, I've got a handy hack for you if you... Oh, if if you're someone who's got negative voices in their head, always thinking over things, right? That monologue. All you need is just to remember who's the person you least trust. Okay, this could be a politician or someone in your life. Someone who, if they said that the sun is yellow, you'd be like, hey, that, that motherfucker is blue. Okay, someone you just don't trust. Okay, and then exercise giving your internal monologue that person's voice okay so i'm not i'm not like giving absolutes but suppose i'm someone who doesn't trust joe biden if my internal monologue that tells me that me trying to work out is not going to work out and i hear that in joe biden's voice it's going to be it's going to have a different impact than if I hear it in my own voice. So it's it's well worth uh, bringing this. It takes some trying, but it's well worth it. Because once that happens, suddenly 
the voices don't like the voice do, doesn't go away the monologue doesn't go away and you don't want it to go away it's a part of you right. but the pedestal that you put it on the stage that you give it mm. it just diminishes and that's that's what you want thank you ibrahim i like that way i like that one a lot cuz if oh it's oh okay thank you thank you ibrahim thank you for that hat I'm still going to use that heck because there's certain people when they talk to me, I just be like, ugh, can you just die already? I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm so, I know, I know. I'm still a human experience, okay? <laughs> God loves y'all. <laughs> God loves everybody, okay? I'm still a human experience. There's some people that I wish would just disappear, okay? Just, 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 yeah. she, uh, Ibrahim already got the voice in my head. <laughs> got me all the way. From the-, <laughs> I'm so sorry. the voice is already there. I got it. Nah. Shoot. <laughs> Let him talk. Oh, you ain't never, you show, right? You show, you got, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I built this technique off of something I um, read in a Tony Robbins book. He basically said that, Give it a childish voice, okay? Give it like a voice of eh, "You're not gonna work out," like that. That voice. Give it that voice, and it will be tinier. And I'm like, you know what? Instead of just an insignificant voice, let me try a voice that I would 100% just absolutely not trust, and mm. that actually worked better. So, so that that's what this is built off of. But uh, just original credit to Tony Robbins because his technique is like in one of his earliest. I think it was in Awaken the Giant Within. It's that give it a child's like a childish voice because your anxiety is literally you as a child speaking to your like adult self. So that's what the foundational thing is. And then on top of it, I was like, you know what? Let me just give it like my cousin's voice. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to laugh that hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. And thank you for sharing that with us, Ibrahim. Like how you said your anxiety. I'm going to try that with my sister's voice. <laughs> just I just out of being pol- polite and kind, I'm not going to mention the person. But he got me messed up. So I'm going to start using his voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Send my coffee. Come on back. Come on back. I'm here. I'm girl. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> but no, thank you. So so Grace, if you can put that hack in the notes if possible. And put make sure just call me after and I'll go over the hack which I got it. I got it in my brain. Trust me. Ibrahim tr- trust it's in my brain. Cause if I hear that voice talking to me, it's a whole different. It's a whole different response to that voice. Completely different response to that voice. Shoot, that voice made me switch. Well, let me stop. <laughs> Cause the person themselves made me change my whole lifestyle. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> but that is that's the if we understood how strong emotions were when we were younger it'll be a completely different story because if i would have known if i would have known the 
importance and the impact of emotions on, if I would have known I could create my own reality. I used to go, I used to be that person going around saying, I'm an emotional person and da, da, da. Shh. I'm not an emotional person anymore. They be trying to pop up. They be trying to do their dirt. And I'd be like, well, wait, hold on, pause. 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 First off, I understand how you feel in this very moment. And I now understand how you felt every moment before. And I apologize to you for telling you to shut up all those times before. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But every time you take the wheel, we end up in some, I'm going to speak how I speak, okay? Every time you, this me talking to my emotion, every time you take the wheel, we end up in some shit we don't want to be in. So how about we do something different this time? Now, wait, hold on. I know you angry. I know you at your highest level of passivity right now. I get that. I do. But let's bring it back. Because I'm tired of the same response. And I know you tired too. I know you tired. We the same damn person, so I know you tired. So how about we respond the opposite this time? I'm going to give you your time to be pissed. I'm going to give you your time to have your conversation. I'm going to give you your time. But until the, but let's just react. Let's respond differently this time. And that works for me because what it does is I'm telling the little kid in me, it's okay. Stop stressing. I got this one this time. Because when you do it, you end up having temper tantrums and we end up in shit we don't want to be in. So how about this time we respond like an adult and do the opposite of what we used to do. But I'm still going to give you your moment to be angry. And I allow myself to be pissed. The conversation that I have in my head, I say out loud sometimes. Got me. And then I'll be like, okay, now I get it. Calm down because you're getting a little bit more angry. And we ain't trying to attach them feelings to nothing. Okay. Like these are the conversations I have to have with myself because this one right here. My adult temper tantrums are costly, okay? <laughs> they just falling out on the floor and, and crying and screaming. No, she get broken, okay? <laughs> and we ain't trying to do that no more. Go ahead, Trinace. So I'm not an outwardly emotional person. An outwardly emotional person. Um. And if I am put in a position to show an outward position, um, outward um, emotion, it's difficult for me just because you never let them see you sweat. I don't have an outward excitement about anything. Um, I'm just always real calm. But my son, on the other hand, Mr. Mantrum himself, he was having one this morning. I was like, well, sir, you're going to have to figure out how to control your reaction. And I think for me, my reactions are so controlled at a level where nobody can really tell whether I'm happy, sad, glad, or mad. They always assume that, oh, she's not happy. 
I am. I just don't have to show you. That's 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 my business. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna get a little bit better with that because um as the oldest person, the oldest child, I've been responsible for a lot of stuff. So I was not able to necessarily show my hurt, my anger, my fear. It was just that, you know, I got to suck it up and keep going. Or as they say, put your big girl panties on. I think that's dumb as hell. I really just think that's dumb as hell to say, put your big girl panties on. Don't, don't let them see you hurt. Um, don't let them see you cry. Don't let you live. You human. And, and, and we're, we have these emotions for a reason. Because if we hold them in and they eventually come out, they're not going to come out the, the way that they were originally created. Right. No, thank you for sharing that. And <clears throat> I'm going to say this. And it, it's, it, I'm, I'm not, it's not, it doesn't account for everyone, but it accounts for majority. I've learned from personal experience and just watching that when you're the older kid of multiple siblings, you do take the role of parent and you do shut up and be quiet. Because you're the oldest, you have to suck it up because your your siblings need your help. Your parents need your help. Uh, this needs to be done. That needs to be done. Because you're the oldest, this should be done before the parents get home. That should be done before the parents get home. Your siblings should have all their homework done. This should be done. School clothes should be out. Da, 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 da. And you don't have the opportunity to be a kid. Therefore, you never have the opportunity to process your emotions. You're, you are literally told to have the emotions of a grown-ass person when you're 12 years old with younger siblings. Or as a kid, something major happens and you're told to be strong and you take that and you make a meaning out of that. And now you show no emotion. Or you show an extreme amount of emotion. Go ahead, Prophet. Diana, I tell you. Oh, I'm sorry, Queen. Go ahead. Okay. It's um you hear you you hear when people say, Yeah, you be you Okay. Um, you hear people say like, you know, you gotta, gotta be strong here. Gotta be strong. Gotta be strong. Gotta be strong. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what I want to say, because I'm like, you know, um, I'm learning even more that it's okay to feel however way that you feel. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. What, it's all about what you choose to what you choose to do with it i i've done some complete and utter asinine things um because i didn't know what to do with the emotions and i just did whatever came to mind and it was not good it was actually very self-destructive and downright egregious i i just go ahead and say it like that because it was just ugh. but it once you know um you know what i'm saying that emotions 
you can feel that way, but as long as you're like, okay, I'm learning now. I'm like, okay, if I feel this way, all right, Renee, that's fine, but don't unpack and don't stay there. Embrace how you, how it is that you're feeling, but then just be like, okay, um, I don't have to let that kind of damn my day and be like, oh, this is gonna be a bad day just because just because I just because I just because I'm I'm right here. I can be like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. We might have had a few minutes and we and we needed to we needed to cry or we needed to to yell and scream or we might just need to be like, ah just you know, just do something. But I don't actually have to stay there. Um that's one thing I'm learning because that was the that was the issue. I stayed there and mm-hmm. I stayed there for weeks, months at a time and I I didn't know how to get out of it and then when I tried to get out of it it was whew, and it, it 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 created this big old just this big old thing and I didn't know what to do um so we don't always have to unpack and stay there it's it's emotions demand you know saying demand to be felt and that's fine but it's just what do we do with it what do we really do Exactly. Exactly. No, thank you for sharing. Thank you very much for sharing. Thank you. No, we hit something. Now I'ma give y'all different ways that our thoughts and our intentions have power to shape our reality because I'm going to do this because in my head when I found out the different laws I thought okay so just this law but as I learned the different other laws and how they work simultaneously I was like well shoot I wish somebody would have gave me all that up front instead of just breaking it down one law at a time like say okay first thing first thing I would want somebody to tell me is this shit happened simultaneously that's the first thing I wish somebody would have told me it happened all at the same time okay then tell me this is what this law does so all these happen at the same time and this is what they do so all of this happens at the same time. You have the power of perception. You have neuro- neuroplasticity. You have the positive negative feedback loop going on. You have the self-fulfilling prophecies going on, the law of attraction, the placebo effect, the cognitive biases, the mindfulness, um, you goal setting. At, like All of this is happening at the same time when it comes to creating your reality. So now it's time to get intentional about what you create and having em, em, embracing your emotions as priority helps you craft intention. So if you understand that a lot of what you're, if you start today, with where you are today, with your understanding and your knowledge and your wisdom of where you are today. First off, the power of perception is real because our reality is not solely based on external events. 
It is heavily influenced by how we perceive and interpret ter- interpret said events. So the first thing you to work that you work on is your perception of things. Now that took me a minute because I'm a Taurus. I'm an earth sign and an earth sign is a fixed sign, which means we don't move unless shit makes sense to us, okay? So my perception of something, you have to be a damn good teacher (laughs) To, to make me see, hey, maybe it's not what you think it is. And then I have to practice, like, I practice changing my perception daily because a thought will pop up in my head. And because that thought is attached to something, trauma, an emotion, whatever, it triggers something. And I have to tell myself, but wait a minute, this is when you have the, the conversation with yourself is important. You just have to know how to talk to yourself. I tell myself, okay, wait, 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 pause, pause, pause. We going down this, this cycle again. So before we do this, let's have a conversation. How about we act as though that's really not the case? How would we act if that was not the case? Because every time we've acted, we acted as if that was the case. So what if, like uh, the, the question, what if is a very important question in your intentions in your perception in embracing your emotional priority whatever it is I don't care what the subject is being discussed the what if question is an extremely important question because it makes you second guess your beliefs not in a negative aspect but it it, it brings about a different thought process for you Jerome, what if your sister is not just being an asshole? What if there's something deeply rooted that she's fighting with? Then it would make it, it would make you be like, okay, she still got me messed up, but I'll have a little more grace because she's battling with something. I'm just using it as an example, Uncle Romy Rome. <laughs> just using it as an example. Mm-hmm. And when I project some of that on you. Then be ready, okay? <laughs> you get look, you get what you give, okay? Get what you give. You want to give some of that assholeness? I can throw it back at you. Let's do it. You pitched the tent, we finna have a revival. <laughs> I've done that too, Uncle Robbie Rome. Boy, let me tell you. And that lady was not happy. <laughs> had we had a whole my manager was on maternity leave and came back to the office to have a meeting with the both of us. That's how bad that got. Because she came up, I'm working at an apartment complex just because you run this apartment complex don't mean you run this office. So don't come up to this window talking to me like you run me. Wait, first off, time out, you not my grandmother nor my mother and you ain't my manager. You don't sign my checks so pause. Hold what you got. See, this is that perception change 
this is that percept. This is when I started perceiving the fact that I am an adult and you're an adult too, and you're an older adult. And I respect the fact that you've got more wisdom than I do. But what we're not going to do on this day is you're not going to talk to me like I'm one of your children. My mama don't run me. My daddy don't run me. You ain't going to run me. Okay. She ain't like that. <clears throat> so she was telling my boss how I was disrespectful to her and how I was, you know, and, and her feelings were hurt. I politely sat there and I said, well, you get what you give. And I sat there and shut my mouth, Uncle Rummy Roll. And every time she said something, my supervisor looked at me. I said, she got what she gave. She won't respect. She needs to give respect. I don't care if she's my grandmother age. <laughs> I'm an employee here I respect the fact that you have lived and have had experiences I've never known anybody who had like she had like nine kids and not one of them was born in a hospital they was all born on the way to the hospital she had a few of them in a cab now so she so she an OG so I'm gonna give her her respect Cause I had to be doped up, okay? <laughs> and I wasn't even, it wasn't even pushing. They cut him out of me and I had to be doped up. So you had like eight, nine kids, not even at a hospital. I give you your props, but I'm gonna give you what you give me. Go ahead, Renee. Okay, here we go. Cause you know what? Sometimes, um, you work you work with people and and sometimes they they feel like like they can kind of they can kind of flex you know kind of flex a little bit and i i you know i started getting a little a little bit older and i started being like <laughs> so one of my one of my friends said to me Renee cuz we worked at we worked at Macy's and this this woman that she worked with was saying some stuff to her about me because she, you know, I had a coat, but my coat was dirty. I mean, I'll be real. I was living in Baltimore. I mean, hey, it was cold and ugly and my coat was hit, you know, but I ain't have, I, I, I mean, hey, I ain't had a time to wash it. So I was like, Renee, what you doing in Baltimore, girl? I, wrong, uncle, I lived there <laughs> for almost eight months. Oh, eight months. So I'm like, shoot. So I was living. I working working over there in Towson. Working over there in Towson at the at the mall in Macy's. Working in Towson. And this and this woman, you know, my friend was like, yeah, Renee. She was talking about your talking about your coat because your coat dirty, blah blah blah. And so me being me, I, I you know we was around one day, and I looked at I looked at it and I said, hey, you got something you want to tell me? I was like, you got something you want to tell me? And she and she said, you know, and she was talking, she talked said something about my coat. And I said, if you have something you want to say, you say, you say it to me. Don't say it behind my back. Talk to me, just like you're talking to me now. And I wasn't ugly. I just, I just, and she said, she was like, yeah, you know, you're coat. And I said, well, if you have a problem with it, then why don't you wash it? I was like, I don't have the time. I'm working. I don't have the time. And you know that woman, she went and she washed that coat 
and gave me a different a different a, a coat to wear while she washed it. And I said, thank you. I was like, thank you. That's all you do. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate it. But I'm like, don't be trying to flex when you when you you talking to other people. But then when I come up, you want to be all quiet. No, go ahead and be just as outspoken as you was when you were when you were talking. I mean, you 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 older. You trying to be like, oh that that young girl. No, just keep it real with me. I I respect you more if you keep it real. Don't don't lie behind my back. Be like, oh, but it's sometimes you know. And my friend was like, dang, Renee, you didn't have to talk to her. And I said, yes, I did, because she shouldn't have said what she said. She obviously was wrong, but she kind of was the one to be all shy when I confronted her. And I said, don't don't be acting shy now. <laughs> you want to act like you got hair on your chest. But um, <laughs> I am not ghetto. I'm just, I am just keeping, I'm just being honest. But sometimes people... I've learned years years ago that just because I res I respect people that are older, I respect people that are younger. It doesn't really matter their age, but it seems like sometimes I miss some people that they be like, "Yeah, you are listen, you you ought to listen, you are listening to me because I'm older." But yet, what you saying to me, it ain't it ain't it ain't nothing. It it really ain't nothing. I mean, I'm not saying. Well, yeah, I am saying it ain't nothing. It's not. It's not helping me. And and it's it's almost like you trying to down the sister. So I'm just like I, I I'll be treating people like my mom used to say. I treat people with a long handle spoon because you you just using your age just to be like yeah blah 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 when it ain't even beneficial. I'm. I love when I hear people that actually have some salt. That actually have something that's worthwhile to say. That my ears stay open whenever they talk. Like, oh, like, like, uncle over here. His my ears stay open when it's in him and everybody else on here because I'm kind of not the baby, but I'm kind of a little bit, a little bit. But whenever, when, whenever people are talking, I'm like, okay, all right, okay. But some people, that's not necessarily the case. But I had to tell her about herself that day. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I got blessed, so I was I, I got a nice coat that she that she loaned me until until she washed my coat. Re Renee, was she stank? She was a little bit, man. She was a little bit stank, and she was short. And I said, why is it why is it the short people that always feel like they have something to prove to me because I'm almost six feet tall? I said, ain't nobody ever learned. It's a little complex, okay? I'm five foot three and I understand. It's like this little complex. So don't 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 even, you know, just just have grace for us vertically challenged people. Yeah, but, but you, I have no problem with you because you come you come in with 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 water, with water lilies and all that. You like a Monet painting and even Grace is, is like a Monet and so is and so is on. But some people they just be like, oh you know, and I'm like some of them short people, I'd be like, I fought a girl that was short and that was the first part I ever got into. I'm like, why do people feel like they got something they gotta prove? I'm like, good grief. But hey. But yeah, she was stank, Unc. She was stank. But I'm I'm I don't think she smelled like hot dog water though. But she was stank. Yep. You know what you I'm need? What happened to Deanna? She fell out of breath. <laughs> Cause every time you say hot dog water, I like 
smell it and it'd be like, dang, that's like, mm-mm. Yes. You be <laughs> cursing people. You be cursing people for real. <laughs> Go ahead, Miss Adonia. I saw you unmuted. Or did she unmute? Am I seeing things, Grace? And I wasn't on mute, but I'll tell you, I was thinking some kind of way because I'm only five two, and and Renee, I would never do that to you. So, so if all of us short people really, some of us are nice. That's all I was gonna say. Look, and I'm five three. So hey, I'm gonna agree. Some of us are nice. I am five four, but don't mess with me. So every time, I love it. I love it. Today, what I want everyone to leave with is prioritize your emotions because that equation, thoughts plus emotions equals creation, is real. And when we have that, the those conversations in our head or we have the thoughts, like we can have the thought of changing the world all day, every day, but if the emotion is not prioritized and attached to that thought, then we, we, we're not creating that reality. We're creating the reality of whatever our, the emotion of that thought is. So if you want to change the world, but your, but your emotion is attached to, but can I really do it? Like, who's going to listen to me? I'm just one voice in the ocean. Then that's what you're going to create. I'm going to tell y'all something, and y'all may think this is weird, and it's not me bragging, but I just want to, Melissa has come on here and told y'all where my books stand. I have not done any marketing. I'm prioritizing, mama said, knock you out, respect my authority. You know what, Renee? <laughs> you are no longer allowed to put checks, okay? Respect <laughs> my authority. He my favorite one. I can't stand his little round, little chunky self, but I love him so much. <laughs> but the crazy thing is when Melissa announced where I stood with my books, with, with all three of them, I'm not going to lie, I was shocked. But then a part of me, my source me was like, why are you shocked? That's what we created. Because when I wrote those books, the emotion behind that was, oh, these are going to be bestsellers. This is going to be a bestseller. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to pour out my love into it. It's going to be a bestseller. I'm not going to worry about it. And that's what freaking happened. And I ain't going to lie, y'all. Sometimes I still be shocked. I'm like, what? Because when... When I told my mom and my stepdad, they got angry at me. Not because, no, no, no. And they had every right to, see, perception. They had every right to. Their words were, how did you write a book and not tell us? They had every right to be angry. But I'm telling y'all this to tell y'all, this is where my mindset was. It, bragging about the fact that I wrote a book or journal, however you, the, the, all that stuff. It wasn't like, 
at the forefront of my mind. I wrote a book. I'm excited. It's going to sell either way it go. I'm happy that one person bought a book. Only for Melissa to turn around and say, yeah, you're best selling all three categories. I'm sitting here like, what the hell you mean? <laughs> and it's, it's when source knows what you created, there's no cockiness behind it. Just like when source knows what you created, there's no pain behind it. See, I'm grateful, but my intentions were to be a bestseller. Marketing it or not, that's what happened. At the same time, this relationship didn't work out. I'm grateful because my intentions weren't to stay in this relationship, but to learn from it and grow so the next one would be better. But if that's not <laughs> where your emotions are, <laughs> you're going to create something completely different. You're going to be in a relationship that you created knowing you wasn't going to stay in it, but end up staying in it and feeling miserable. And then your perception is, oh, my God, this always happens to me. No, have fun. That's what you that's what you created. That's not the word I was going to say, but I mean, you know, I've been using a few of them too many times. So thank you, Grace. <laughs> I didn't use too many too soon. So <laughs> bring it down. This is how I talk to myself, y'all. This is how I talk to myself. <laughs> so your, em your emotions are that strong. Uncle Romy Rome is intent on saving the lives of little black boys. Now, he might not be in a facility to do that, but he's still doing it because his emotions are tied to it. He has nephews. He has friends. He has friends with, with kids and grandkids and nephews. And I guarantee on to you, he getting phone calls from more than just his nephew. And they just calling. Because his emotions are attached to the thought of saving these little black boys from this white America. Melissa, I don't know if it's still it, but she's trying to have like a hundred authors. And guarantee to you, Melissa got she 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 probably close to that number because she put an emotion to it. But I need everyone to understand that happens with every thought you have. That's why you have to prioritize your emotions. Make your emotions priority because your emotions help you with intentional creation. And if you're creating crap that you're not intentionally creating, you're going to get mad and your perception is going to be the world is happening to me. No, but boo, you created that. The first thing I had to do to get my emotions straight was I had to learn, and we talk about this all the time, but I had to learn the power of pause. The more I paused, the more I had realizations and revelations. Because every time I pause, I'd be like, wait a minute. I remember this feeling. This is a cycle. 
And I remember this part of the feeling. So I'm about 25% of the way into this cycle. And I don't want to go 100% into this cycle. So what do I need to do to pause this cycle where it is and release it? You start picking up on your cycles when you learn the power of pause because pause allows you to stop and analyze everything. You need to become an emotionally analytical person. Analyze your damn emotions so you can get yourself straight. (laughs) And when I started pausing, it allowed me to first give my emotions a voice. Because I used to shut myself down so much That whole, I used to brag about being a Coke bottle. Hey, you know, you keep shaking me. I'm a pop one day. You keep shaking me. I'm a pop one day. Yeah, but when I pop, it's not conducive to who I want to be. So I had to pause and only to realize I was shaking my own damn Coke bottle. Ain't nobody else shaking the bottle. It's me shaking it. Somebody frustrated me and I'd be like, ooh, try me. Keep going, keep going. And then there it go. And I got Coke everywhere. I was shaking my own bottles. But when I started pausing, I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I really? And then I asked the question, why? Why am I upset? Why am I hurt? Why do I want to scorch the earth? And I answered the question because... This just happened and this is how I feel about it. Okay, well, I ask the next question. What about this makes you want to scorch the earth? Well, because I felt like this, this is why I want to scorch the earth. Well, why did you feel like that when this happened? I felt like this because, and then stuff will start popping up. When I was a kid, this happened to me. And I couldn't say anything then. So now I want to yell it from the mountaintops now. So I go back to, okay. So it's the situation that triggered something, not the person. So don't scorch the earth that they're standing on, but release the childhood trauma in you. But if I didn't prioritize my emotions, you're going to expect my authority is what's going to happen. But when I prioritize my emotions, it's like, well, okay, let's handle this in a mature manner. You got me pissed off, but it's not you. And I understand it's not you. But that don't sound like me. That's, that's not <laughs> That's not how I talk. Okay. I'm going to scorch that earth. I'm going to watch them burn up when I scorch it. And then, even though I got to deal with the consequences, at that moment, I feel good. Because because you're going to respect me. Okay. All right. And my childhood trauma and all, I ain't no child no more. I'm grown now. So I'm that now. Now you're going to know who you messing with. You got the wrong one. Or, or, or. 
could easily say like like one of my favorite lines from Be Cool with Cedric the Entertainer, and he was like, he was like, so not gonna kill y'all today. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and I get both of those a thousand percent. Deanna, when you were when you were talking about pausing, what I immediately thought about was what I do is self-talk. Self-talk. And that's my that's that's my trigger mechanism. When when I realize I'm going in that direction, I say Jerome. Jerome. Oh, I'll say Jerome Jerome. Because then because see, because I need the answer to Jerome, not to what that person said, not mm. to what's going on. I need the answer to Jerome. No, I'm not gonna run me wrong. Jerome, do that make sense? It, it, is that gonna be profitable? And then as I start having that conversation, I can I can sense uh it's moving in a different direction. We'll keep on, and then I keep on. Then the next thing you know, Musa, bring it down, bring it down. Now I'm in control. I say control your emotion. Versus, and then and then whatever and then whatever the outcome is, I'm cool with that. Even if it doesn't turn out quote unquote favorable or yeah. didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted, I said to myself, did I act out of frustration? Did I act out of my anger? Or did I can bring it down? Did I take control of that situation and then articulate what I needed to say or what, how I handled it? And here's the results. Here's what I got to do it now. And then I don't have to. I don't have to deal with the regret. I don't have to think about well, if I'd have calmed down, if I wouldn't have cussed them out, if I wouldn't have, because you know, like I said, tell me, don't don't make me cut you. See, because I let them know I got the not like like Bernie Mac. I cut you to the white meat. See what I'm saying? <laughs> don't make don't make me have to cut you. Okay, so. I don't have to say I don't have to go there, okay? And as long as I don't do that, whatever the residue is, whatever the 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 the, the harvest is, I can deal with that, right? Because I didn't respond or act on that when when my emotions were Jerome, Jerome, come on, boy, Jerome. <laughs> and most times, people and most folks don't even know I'm doing that, but I do that because yeah, because I'm one of those folks that. When I get angry and I get upset, if you really watch me, you know how you know is I don't get louder. I get quieter. You the one you gotta watch out for. Because I'm because I'm calculating. Quiet storm. And I'm just saying, I'm I'm listen to me. I'm gonna get me a piece. I don't even want it all. I just want a piece. And then when I bite you. Then I'm gonna say, "Ooh, that hurt, didn't it?" Bet you won't do that again. Sorry. Oh, I, I, listen to me. I know. Dr calm down, Jerome. Cause I'm gonna get him. Ooh, I'm gonna get him, mm -hmm, Jerome. That mm, I do. I have to calm down. When I get quieter, you in trouble. Oh, you now the now the smart ones catch it and they back off. Mm -hmm. He ain't right. He he got is. issues. Damn right, I got issues. Keep 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 coming at me. Boom. The smart ones they leave me alone. The other ones, then I gotta bite them. And then once I bite them and be like, but I, but I told you, I warned you, and I even repeat it. I tell them, bam 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 bam. And I even said, you can keep on doing what you got to do, but here's the deal: when the time comes, I'm gonna do something about it. I don't even know what I'm gonna do, but when the time comes, I'm gonna Man. do something. I'm telling you that right now. Hello. Say, but <laughs> Jerome, come on now, yeah. See, but but listen to me. 
I owe that to them. You know why I owe that to them? Because that's what I want you to do for me. I want you to let me know that the fire is that you don't lit the match. The fire is burning, and 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 I'm about to get burned. I want you to do that for me. Now, if I ain't paying attention, let my ass get burned. You see what I'm saying? But that's what I'm gonna do for you. Oh, I'm gonna let you know how to lit it. It's coming. Now keep. And then after I do that, then I repeat it back to you. And I'm saying, why, why are you upset? Didn't I, I say such and such? Didn't I, I say such and such? And didn't I say such and such? What's the problem? I did exactly what I told you I was going to do. Duh. And then this is me. And, and I ain't got no problem with that. <laughs> and see, Uncle Romy Rome, you get quiet. I stop talking. Ooh. <laughs> I, my ex-husband's best friend. I used to call him because him and my ex-husband was the same way. So I would get, I would express how I felt to him. And then he would tell me what my ex-husband was feeling so I can, you know, chill out. Or, you know, I, he was my, he was my, you tripping check. I would, I would talk to him to help me. Okay. So am I tripping or am I not tripping? And if he say I'm not tripping, then I know I'm not tripping because they're the same person. But he used to tell he he used to call uh when I would talk to him he and he would say D you sound like you you ready to give it up I said no the day I stopped talking to you is the day you start worrying that day came and shortly after it was over because once I stopped talking I'm done it's a done deal I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If you didn't hear it, that is on you. But as I've gotten older, Uncle Romy Rome, I understand that everybody else has that same right too. Mm -hmm. Everybody else has the same right to tell me over and over again and then to stop talking to me because they're done. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wisdom, you know, that's part of that wisdom thing. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom is, hey, what you do to others, they got the right to do to you. So, Uncle Rummy Rome, if I see, if I see you, and you sit down, you get quiet. I may shoot you a text message, and you, if you say I'm good, I'm like, okay. His energy don't say it, but I know he he just telling me he in his quiet mode and he calculating. So I'm just gonna sit back because I ain't in that line of fire. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm I'm a mama business. I'm just going to be here for him. I'm going to be here for him. But I'm not in that line of fire. And I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay out the line. That's wisdom. I like Ooh, my, that's, not being scorched. That's wisdom. And in most cases, I'm extremely accurate. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I don't have a lot of fallout. Or, or what's that? Uh, um, uh, that that Collateral damage. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm Collateral. very precise. Yeah, yeah. I'm very precise. Hit that mark. See, that hurt it. Mm -hmm. would, you, would you like some more? I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Yeah, it's like, and, and I let them know that now the bitch you want. Now, if you keep on, I'm gonna bite you again. So, how you like it? How you want it? Because it, it, because see, when I go, when I go through that exercise, I don't make it personal. That's an exercise of energy that I need to use for that moment because I got other stuff to do. See. And I need to let you know that what you're doing is interfering with my ability to be all I can be. Hello. And you need to keep it moving because you ain't trying to help me. And we not having that. Hello. But I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated. You need to step. 
you, you got the wrong one. Oh, you definitely got that. You, I do. You, let me explain it to you, and then I break it down. Oh, I, oh, I break it, and and I ask questions and I articulate to make sure. See, because I possibly could be wrong. I, I, I may have misinterpreted your intentions. See, I, I ask the questions too before I bite you. I ask the questions to make sure. Now let me now let, wait a minute, let me see if I got you correct. Did you say such and such and such and such? And did you say such and such and such? And, now, 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 let me see. Does that mean this? Does that mean that? Or does that mean this? And then when you tell me which one it is, I say, ooh, okay. So my understanding is blah, 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 blah. Tell, tell, tell me if I got that right. He just, thank you so much. I, I know where I stand now. Now let me share something with you. Come on now. Ain't raising voice, ain't cussing, ain't doing none of that. Because I need mm -hmm. I need your undivided attention. Because when I come for you, I'm going to say, this is why I came for you. Didn't we talk about this? Did I raise my voice? Did I threaten you? No. We had a conversation. Then I bit you. Hello. <laughs> you going to be all right? Okay. Because I'm all, you need to get over it because I'm already over it. <laughs> Listen to me. I don't take it because when you do that, you're taking on more than you can handle. So I make sure, hey, that, that, that did I get it right? Did I ask you the right questions? Did I inquire? And boom, 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 boom. And then when I got that, then I move forward. So again, most of the smart ones, they leave me alone. Most of the smart ones say, he not right. There's something wrong with him. Because most people don't do that. They really, really don't. But for me, that's the road I go down because that's what I want you to do for me. Because we all make mistakes. We all mess up. You know, we we all might pay, or, or or you listen to what somebody else said. No, 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 no. Talk to me. Talk to Romy Rome. Come on now. I'll break it down for you. What you need to know. Hello? Shoot. Come on now. And a lot of them, it's misinformation or they misinterpret it. And I'm here, I, I'm here to help you clarify that. That, that, that's my role. That's my job. Because based on that misinformation, is how you're going to treat me. And guess what? And, oh, and, and 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 those who don't get it, I will apologize. I mean, well, I was in Walmart, and the woman, the woman had an attitude. She she was nasty. It had about three people in front of me. She was nasty. All of them. I come up there. I ain't no different. I'm just another customer, and she was nasty to me. Boom. I said, "Excuse me, ma'am." She says, "Yes." I says, please let me apologize. I said, I'm ex I said, I'm extremely sorry. She said, sorry about what? I said, obviously something I said or something I did gave you the impression that you could talk to me any goddamn way you want to and let me tell you that ain't gonna happen. And bye, bye, bye. And her eyes went. I said what I said. But I apologize. Because it had to, listen to me, it had to be my fault that she was talking to me like that. Simply, it, it couldn't have been hers. It had to be on me. So let me apologize first. But then let me, now let me let you know. She, she was done. She was I did, I did, 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 did. And you know what after then? I don't know about the other guy. I don't know because me and her were cool then. We were just, listen to me. We were just fine. I'm not going to let you talk to me 
any goddamn way you want to, because I'm not the one. I'm not going to give you my money and let you talk to me any damn way you want to. That's not going to happen today. And I'll leave all this crap right here. That ain't how you get paid if I don't buy this stuff. Do we understand each other? Shoot. Her whole demeanor. Her, but, but the other people let her do that, and, and I could tell he was frustrated and all that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Romeo, I'm not going to go through that. But I apologize first. Hey. <laughs> see, did, you see, did you see that smile? Hey. Come on, man. See? <laughs> Creating an atmosphere that let, that let people know I give people the opportunity to either step up or back down or get it together. That's why I like when Antonio talks about no correction. I'm not here to correct you. I'm here to say, hey, here's my understanding. It's uncomfortable. Or I think it needs to change. Let me share some information. Now, what you do is what you do. But let me tell you, I'm going to do something. Hey, because I don't want to keep feeling this way. So I got to do something about that. <laughs> and do it with a smile. Most people ain't ready for that. And most yeah. people don't act like that. They don't. You know, don't act and don't ask me where it came from. That's just who I am. But you know what? One of my sayings is life's too short, then you die. I can't I can't be living in regret. Tomorrow ain't promised to me. Am I getting the most out of today? I hope to God and I am. And that's in everything and in everybody I run into. Am I getting the most out of every situation? So it goes back to you. We're talking about this bit when you started this, this session about our emotions. And, and, and taking control of them and not allowing them to occupy to the point where now we're doing all the, the residue and all the crap that we've created and the stuff that we really want to create it, we didn't create because we created this crap. That's frustrating. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we, we're not going to do that. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Hello. So just want to share that with you. No, I thank you for sharing it. I the That's what we're not going to do. I'm so sorry that you that I gave you the impression that you could talk to me any way you think you could. Because first off, I the wrong one today. Secondly, I don't know what happened to you, but you should have left it at the door before you rolled up in here. I, I got to tell you one more story. Oh, please. This, ha this happened at Walmart, too. <laughs> Something about Walmart. Y'all going to enjoy this one. I'm in Walmart, got my food. I love fruit, okay? So I had one bag of white grapes and I had one bag of black grapes. They weren't the same price. Okay. So I come through this aisle. There were two clerks at the register. Okay. One had a badge on that said trainee. So when I saw that badge, that sent a very clear signal to me that this person is probably brand new have not worked here very long, and is prone to make mistakes. That was in my brain saying, okay, so I need to be more patient, more understanding. Should they make a mistake? I should do that, okay? So when I came through the, the, the line, I, I looked at, you know, they show you the price when they, when they mark stuff. The, the trainee charged me the same price for both sets of grapes. When I got the receipt, standing right there at the, at the register, you know, you know, right near the end, got the receipt. I saw that I got charged the same price. So I said to the trainee, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. You charged me the same price 
for both of these grapes and they're different. The person training her said, you need to go to customer service. I said, excuse me? You, you need to go to customer service. I bet you I won't. <laughs> I said, the mistake was made here. The mistake is going to get corrected here. Man, you can say what you want to say. It's going to get fixed here. And I'm not going nowhere until it gets fixed. She put the little light on, called customer service. We need somebody to customer service to come to register 17, blah, 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 blah. In the meantime, she started waiting on the customers. I'm still standing there. And I'm partially blocking the aisle. Because I ain't going out there where I can make it easy for the other customers. Because I'm being inconvenienced. I'm not going to make it easy. But, but, oh, we're we not going to do that. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. She don't wait on about five customers. And I said, ma'am, I'm still waiting on customer service. Whoa, 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 whoa. Finally, customer service comes. She tells customer service, he this, blah, 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 blah. He this, blah, 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 blah. And then I said to the woman, I said, I got charged the same price for both uh, grapes. And they were different. Okay. And I said to her, and the problem was, she said to me, you know, when the uh, the problem happened, that I need to go to customer service. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. It wasn't made at customer service. It was made here. It, it needs to be corrected here. So the woman says, she looked at the receipt. Boom. And then she said, she, she recognized that. She said, sir, do you have your credit card? Because she was going to put it back on my credit card. So I said, yes, I gave her the credit card. She took the receipt. She went and did something with that. Boom, 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 boom. Came back, right? Gave me everything. And she had showed me how she had given me credit. Matter of fact, she gave me she gave me credit for both grapes. I got the grapes for free. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Boom. And blah, blah, blah. And then she apologized for the inconvenience, right? And then I said to the, the lady from customer service, I say, ma'am, would you like to know why you had to come all the way from customer service to this register? She was kind of like, she looked at the woman who was training her. She was looking at me like, okay. I said, here's the reason why. Because I could have very easily gone to customer service and took care of this. I didn't have to bring you here. But here's the problem. When I walked up to the cash register and saw that the, that young lady right there who had training on her chest, knew she was new. She was being trained by, quote, unquote, a seasoned employee. Okay? And when the mistake was made, which I expected because she was a trainee, the seasoned employee told her he needs to go to customer service, which meant she was sending a message to that trainee that whenever you mess up, the customer got to fix it. Wrong answer. Okay. Because that's not the way Walmart operates from the Walmarts I've been into. So I wanted to make sure that that situation was corrected here so that trainee can learn that when she messes up, she needs to take accountability for her actions. And then if she'd have said to me, sir, I did mess up and I apologize, but to expedite getting it corrected, you could go to customer service or I can have customer service come in. She didn't do that. She told me I had to go. That's why you had to come to customer service. Thank you very much. And I walked away. Hello. Hello. Yes, that's see I have to be very careful when I go into stores. 
because customer service is my background. So I look for customer service. It doesn't have to be excellent, but it needs to be decent. And if it's not, I'll go, excuse me, excuse me. No, we don't operate that way. And then when it gets to the point where they like, I'm going to talk to you any kind of way, that's, the, that's not a problem. And your name is? Okay. Do you have number of the corporate? Who's the supervisor? Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. And, we, and we'll call them in a minute. Bum, 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 bum. The smart ones leave me alone because I don't raise <laughs> numbers. I don't get crazy. I'm very polite because remember, I need information from them. See right. what I'm saying? And I'm going to articulate how the, what their demeanor was and how they responded and all that. And, and if I raise my voice, if I use some bad words or whatever, I will tell, I will tell on Jerome. But I'm going to tell you this, you're in business to get my money. And if you don't treat me correctly, I'll go across the street and give it to somebody else. That means you don't get to stay in business. So you need to learn how to treat your people. Oh, yeah, that was that was one of those days. And I still remember that because, no, you're training that trainee that when she messes up, the customer fixes it. Right. That's not Walmart's policy. I know this. See? And, th and that young lady was probably doing, probably does that. No, we're not doing that. You need to make sure you fix it. Or if you can't fix it, find a way to help that customer so it right. gets expedited and not, oh, you, you got to fix it, even though I messed No. So, but I just want to share, I just want to share that story. No, thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much for sharing that because it all boils down to if you hadn't prioritized your emotions, you would have, that would have been a completely different conversation. You would have been Karen. No offense to anybody named Karen. <laughs> and I got all those grapes for free. That's what the blessing was. And I'm telling you, and those and all of those grapes came out to about probably eight dollars, maybe ten dollars. That's not yeah. about I say, I say, Jesus, you're so good to me. So good. Gratitude and gratitude, gratitude adds to that. Because that and what that is, is that's the positive and negative feedback loop. When you keep giving yourself a positive feedback, it reinforces that. But if you keep giving yourself the negative feedback, so you saying, Shh, with that whole situation, at the end of the day, you say, man, I'm grateful I got me some free grapes. You're going to be put in another situation where you're going to be grateful for getting something free. And that's the power of emotions. And we, if... I'm telling y'all, if I would have known that as a kid, that my imagination, my thoughts, if I put enough feeling behind it, it will make it real. Like I tell Don, you know, you're magic, right? He's like, I am. I say, yeah. I say, if you think about something and you feel it really hard, you can make it happen. Why haven't you told you? Why have you not said that to me like that? Okay. Because I didn't think I had to, Grace, but I got you now, fool. Yes, yes. Okay. You talk to me like I'm done. All right. Okay. Shoot. That's all you got to tell me. I got you. You just got to make it make sense. Okay. A light just came that's over how, me. Look, Thank that's, you how so make it make sense. that's how I make it make sense for myself, Grace. <laughs> I'll talk to myself like I'm talking to Don. <laughs> it's true. Like, you know, you magic, right? <laughs> you know, if you do this. And that's the other facet. That's the, for, for someone like me, for someone who mentally lives in reality I mean mentally lives in imagination like I live in my imagination it which I which me 
I have to work on because I also use it to escape my reality at times. So I have to be careful with that. But but um for me, that's like saying mermaids are real, which I believe. So if I believe mermaids are real, then I believe I'm a magical person. And I believe that if I think something and I feel it with all my might and I feel and I attach the emotion to what I think that I can make it happen. I've been doing that all my life and didn't know it. That's why at the beginning when I said I was that kid who got everything I wanted because I attached some strong emotion to what I wanted. And the one time I didn't, me and God had a falling out. Yeah. I wanted my grandmother to live. I had that conversation with him. I had the thoughts. I attached the emotion to it and it didn't work. But now that I'm older, I also under, I also have some other understandings and some other wisdoms on things. So me and God back right again, you know? <laughs> you, did, you did God a favor, huh? Yeah, you know, you know. Hey, hey you know what, God? I'm going to forgive you for that one. You know, I understand that. <laughs> I'll forgive you for that one. I get it now because I know she's still here with me. So, you know, we good. Have a bit, I have a different understanding. So we good, you know. You just needed her to have direct contact with you so she can come and check me. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I got you now. That's why you need a hutch on, on your right hand side because you know this child. You know I'm special. And you know you needed a special person to handle a special person. I got you now. Because <laughs> you know I would go listen to nobody else. <laughs> but make it when you make your emotions priority you become emotionally intelligent within yourself the greatest thing that i've ever learned in the last few years that i've been on this journey is you are priority not selfishly so check your intentions when you do it but you are priority If someone saves your life, yes, you owe them, but you don't owe them your living. Your living is for you to it to celebrate. Oh, shit, I didn't buy the spirit of Jerome when they came to repair. <sighs> Let me tell you something. We should all embody the spirit of Uncle Romy Rom, okay? He, he emo he's emotionally intelligent. He got his emotions prioritized and he got military training on top of all of that. That right there alone is dangerous. So when he scorched the earth, like he said, he got pinpoint scorches with minimal collateral. <laughs> so if you take people like me and Trinace and Grace and give us that pinpoint... <laughs> Scorch. Yeah, Deanna, I'm so bad that I'm the person that will set you up, get your butt tightened up, you 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 all bandaged up on the crutches, the whole nine, and then I'm the one that comes and goes, hey, what happened? Man, they banked me. I'm I'm the one sent them. They what? No, man, they did what to you? That's a shame, man. You ain't no help. No, man. 
coach, man. I hope you be okay, man. If you need anything, just call me. I'm the one did that. They don't have a clue. That this is to me. I'm that bad. Okay. I'm I'm gonna tell you right there. You I'm methodical. I'm methodical. I'm telling you right there. I pick up. You sure I'm not your niece, Uncle Roman Roman? Well, well, <laughs> what can I say? Because I, I do the same thing. Okay. I trip the... you and help you up. Girl, you okay? You ain't see that prick right now? Ooh, right. ooh, <laughs> ooh. Let me tell you. Boom. My, my, my sister-in-law told me this years ago. Ain't never forgot it. But I say it's so true. Because I was talking about how smart she was, how intelligent she was, and how I see people take you for granted. And she said, Jerome, one of the things I've learned, them that know don't tell, and then that tell don't know. <laughs> See, I always, no, I ain't got to tell nobody. I just make it happen. I ain't never forgot that. You ain't got to tell all your business. Just handle your business. Come on, man. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Got to handle it. Oh, Uncle Roman Roman. That's it. That's a shirt. Anybody business for mine? I don't need you to put that on a shirt, Uncle Roman Roman. Go put, ahead. It your, put it on your shop on your website. <laughs> I ain't got no, I ain't got no problem with that. I'm just saying. So we I talked would, about that Friday it with. We sure did. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> Cause I buy that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I just wanted, I just, I just wanted you to know that that's the kind of person I am. I will set you up. I will come after you. I will tighten you up, and you won't even have a clue because oh, yeah. I don't make it personal. I'm strategic about that. You know, you you have, but 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 when you don't, then you show your cards. Come right. on now. Now once you done showed your cards, then people are on. They hem you up. No, no, no. Now here you not. That's why I ask all those questions. Inquire. I make sure. So when I bite you, hello. And keep it moving. Yeah. And, and I don't keep and I don't keep doing it because I try to I try to deliver what's sufficient to get your attention. Mm. And then we then we good. Then we good. See? Cause I because I told you I was gonna do something, didn't I? Uh. <laughs> no, I I love you so much, Uncle Ramarong, because you said it a few times. And like Grace, I got mine from you three times. You said, I'm not emotional, I'm strategic. The only way you could be that way is if you prioritize your emotions. And that is what intentional creation is about. Being strategic with your emotions for your creation. So if I'm sitting here and I want 346,800,000 net annually, I need to be strategic about my emotions when it comes to that, which means every thought attached to that, I need to check it. Every emotion attached to that thought, I need to check it so that my creation is what is attached to that 346,800,000. Now, I need everyone to understand it's not just money. Yes, that's the, that's the amount of money I want. But every time I get angry, every time I get sad, every time I feel depressed, every time my heart hurts, every time something happens, I need to check 
and prioritize my emotions because that is going to also interfere with my 346,800,000. So when chick cut me off on the freeway, you know what? I am, I'm gonna let her make it today. Cause you know, she, she is in a rush. She got somewhere she need to be. So I'm gonna let her have all three lanes and I'm gonna slow my ass down. So oh, she that's pretty that. good, Deanna. What I say is where I'm going is not going to disappear. And if it does, then it means that I wasn't supposed to be there or they didn't want me there. So there you go. No, no, that's business. Yeah, go have your way. Have your way. And when you have those emotional responses, you get a feedback loop. Of the but same. I ain't always like that though. I ain't always like that though. No, I'm not always like that though. Because my um cousin, she is. I think she is my twin. She posted yesterday that when she explained two times, then it changed, and then she has SpongeBob and say, "Look, MF." So I'm better now than the three times, but I laughed because last week there was a customer. And I always explain how you should make the correction so you don't have to do the whole page over again. Listen first and to confirm you understand. And then we'll go through the, the correction together. And time number five, I lost it. I was pointing at the paper. You didn't do that like that. You hear how my finger is? That's how I was. And then I say, now you gotta do it over again. <laughs> so <laughs> I said that to say this. It took five times instead of the two. <laughs> but I was so hurt that I did some of, that it got some of us slow, Janice. Some of us slow. So that's why I say listen first and let me give you the instruction to confirm you understand. If you did not confirm you understand, then we shouldn't don't confirm if you don't understand. I'm trying to help you save some money. Do like I say. Just trying to help you. I'm trying Tenace, to help you. why are you trying to confuse me with the facts when I already made up my mind? No Oblast Inglés. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I'm in, I'm in, I'm improved at that point. It used to be that third time. You go get. It. <laughs> so I guess my I guess my level of um of energy on that has changed, but it's still upsetting. It's still upsetting, and it's not for me now about being right it for me now about trying to help you and you want you won't listen but the other part of that i can't um i can't help everybody that's a life lesson you can't yeah. help everybody even hold even my own kids i can't help them Ooh, it was such attitude yesterday i was like oh no you got to get his own apartment because i cannot with this <laughs> So it's it's just life lessons that help us elevate. Exactly. It's just, the emotional part, I try not to because I know 
if I'm mad, I'm mad. And nobody can stop me. <laughs> that part. That part right there. So I mean how can how can you manage your emotions and not feel like you are just putting putting them away? That's what I'm working on mastering right now. Because if I feel away, I feel that way. I don't want to just put it away, but I do delete. I do delete the the, the thing so that I don't uh, make anybody. So I don't go off on people. But when I think I'm right, I need to not do a righteous in indignation and go to the Bible and, and tell you why. <laughs> Because that's why I don't go back and forth with people. Because the Bible say, if I argue with you, you I'm a fool too. So that's my righteous indignation. That's what gives me the right to do some of the things that I do. And I think that's, biblically speaking, I think that's why a lot of us feel like we got a right to do some of the stuff that we say. Well, the Bible says in the Bible, it's not wrong. So this is how I'm going to do this. But sometimes you don't have to say nothing. The say nothing part sometimes can be difficult. For, say nothing part. Yeah. For me, I have, I tell, and it took me a while to get here. It took me a long time to get here because I was a narcissist, an egotistical narcissist and a victim. And that is the worst triad to have. <laughs> An egotistical, narcissistic, narcissistic victim? Lord. So first thing I had to tell myself was, just like you go through stuff, other people going through stuff too. So how they're responding to you may have nothing to do with you, but everything to do with what they're currently going through in their head. And when I started thinking that way, it gave, it I allowed myself to give others more grace. And what it did was it knocked away that ego and knocked at that ego because I had to, I basically telling myself it's not about you. And in telling myself it's not about me makes me understand, hey, yeah, you're special, but back up a little bit. Like you ain't Cleopatra, so chill out. <laughs> like you Cleopatra, but you're not, chill out, you know. But and don't you think the egotistical narcissistic tendencies came after the fact of what that whatever trauma that was because the trauma created that when you consider oh. when we came here we had none of that we just had yeah. our basic emotions and nothing was attached to those basic emotions until life started lifing on us as babies when our mama didn't come and pick us up or um, whatever happened to us, because every baby experiences it different, which is odd. Because I, I think that if you you it, a long time ago they had this this experiment with don't pick your baby up when the baby cries all the time, mm -hmm. and then they learned that when you do that, that makes the baby have a um, they they don't have a they have a trust issue that somebody's going to come to help them but that's what they were teaching in the in the early 30s and 40s don't pick the baby up when they first cry so let them cry let them cry 
So when you think about that was the that that was the process. And everybody did that process. Did you pick Don up a lot when he was a baby? <laughs> so yes, I did. my old I, I, I did. did I did I picked my oldest one up a little bit because I, but I was working and going to school so I didn't really have that time but I didn't want nobody else always picking them up because I know when I came home I had to study and I wasn't gonna have that time to hold no baby so those little things like that is what creates the narcissism the ego, all of that, because when you consider the things that we are, are based on what we were missing. Now, who put that in perspective to me is my daughter. She said that, uh, Mommy, when you was working, you always provided for us, but and you always showed up for us. But you never really got, you never really hugged me a lot. But we appreciate, I appreciate everything you always being around and always doing stuff. But sometimes I wish you had more time to love me. So because of that, she is very huggy, huggy type person. Mm -hmm. So we are the way we are based on what we lack. And she said that that's not a short on how I was as a parent, but she didn't get that. So your narcissism and ego wasn't based on you was born like that. You didn't come out like Beyonce say. You didn't wake up like this. It was traumas that created that. And then once you realize it was there, then you had to check it and try to go back to your original program, the factory setting. Exactly. And I can tell you where some of my egotistical narcissism came from. I was an only child. I was the first child. First grandchild for one side and the baby for the other side. So I literally got everything I wanted. So that created in me an ego. What I want, I get. That created in me, it's all about me. Because it was all about me. And then five and a half years later, here come my little brother. My dad tells me a story where I asked him. It was still all about you. It no. That's and that's when the problem hit because it had been all about me, and now I'm traumatized because I walk in the room and you don't even acknowledge me now. We have a problem, we have a problem so much so to where my dad said, I told him today, Can we take him back? Can y'all take him back? And my dad was like, No, we 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 can't put him back where he came he, from. He belonged here now. That's just like my son. I think when he was. I love him though. Like 16, 17, 18. He was like, Mommy, why you have to have them? It could have been me and you forever. Sir, you the got a you the got you a girlfriend, ran off and left me. And he said that for a long time. Even that I think the last time he said that he was like 21 and he just turned 31. Mommy, it could have been me and you forever. Just me and you. <laughs> Well, you know, the crazy thing that you say that, Trinace, because now my son is my brother. My parents repeat to me very often how much they're alike. They actually call him DeSoto at times. And his name is Don. Because they call him what? DeSoto. That's my brother's middle name. We call him by his middle name because his first name is James and my dad's first name is James and my grandfather's first name was James. So, <laughs> so they call everyone by the middle name. 
but um yeah he he's in when I was pregnant the only person that I wanted to be around was my brother I didn't want to be around my husband I didn't want to be around baby daddy I didn't want to be around my mama I didn't want to be around my dad I just wanted to be around my brother and my son like him and acts like him and it is they act more them t when they together they act more like siblings than uncle and nephew and I'd be like Desoda you the oldest <laughs> like he say but no if he won't act like this, I'm going to act like it with him so he can see how he acting. Well, okay. Okay, that's between you and him. That's y'all relationship. Just don't hurt my child, okay? Just don't hurt my child. Just don't hurt. And he would never do that. He, my brother is one who watches because I have a kid. His his god brother has a daughter who's like maybe a few months older or younger than Don. And he spends a lot of time with us. So he pays attention to how we parent and he reflects that same parenting when he's with them. And I told him straight up, I said, you have no clue how grateful we are to you because people, they don't, people don't do that. They will judge you before they pay attention because my brother knows why I parent, how I parent, because he's paid attention to how Don responds to my parenting. I can't whip Don. I don't actually don't. The last time I touched him, I popped him on his butt. He was like three or three years old. That boy eight now. Gonna be nine on March. I don't whip him. It don't work. So why would I keep doing something that? Why would I cause trauma to him and keep doing something that don't work? But if I take everything away from him, he'll be a perfect angel for a whole dang on week. Like best child ever. Tell him he can't get on his tablet. He can't watch TV. He can't play play with his toys. Oh my God. It just destroys him. He tries to, he, he'll take a nap, say, Mom, I'm finna sleep. My punishment off. Okay. Fine. If you think that's gonna work, go ahead. He wake up two hours later. Mommy, is it tomorrow? Nope. He'd be like, Oh, dang it. Yep. <laughs> go ahead, sit here and watch me do what I do. <sighs> okay. Like, so it just. I know, I know my childhood. Well, it is 1025, y'all. I want to thank y'all so much for joining me today. Uh, WanderCon, ladies and gentlemen, don't miss it. I may be, I may be, I may be present on stage somewhere. Yeah. So come join me. I would love to see you. I would love to look out and see all y'all faces. That would we be want to see everybody. Yes. Freaking awesome. Be like, oh, when I get off stage, I'm gonna hug Renee. Renee need a hug. Oh, I'm gonna go hug Uncle Romy Rome. Cause he just need, I just want to hug him. I just want some of that energy. Give me that 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 pinpoint energy. <laughs> but no, I would love to see you all there. Um, if you would like to find out more information about WanderCon, please contact Grace. She got your own details. Um, oh, keep the Sorrentinos in your prayers. A storm is hitting Florida, so and it's so bad to where they are actually relocating right now. 
That's why they haven't been present. That's why we didn't have classes last night. And I don't know if we're going to be doing the bureau keynote tonight. So just keep, please, please keep them in our prayers. They're like the parents. And yeah, they're, they're like our parents. Like, wait a minute, you know, what they doing, where they at, you know. So just, they mean a lot to us. So let's let's make sure we keep them in our prayers, shoot them text messages, check on them if y'all if y'all are in a position to, but please keep them in our prayers. Thank you so much for joining us. May your imagination always be a celebration of you. Love you all, and we shall see you all tomorrow morning. I won't be teaching tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like teaching. But I still have a nervousness, which I need to work on Uncle Romy Rome. Make it prioritizing my emotions. I still have a nervousness about teaching on Antonio's platform. Because there's a, you know, there's a certain standard. And I'm not... You'll be, you'll be okay. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle Romy Rome. Thank you, Uncle Romy Rome. I love you all so much. See y'all more. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.